0: Amen. Amen. How y'all doing? God bless you. Praise the Lord. Here we are again. And I'll tell you what, this is part four of uh, real spiritual warfare. And I have been beat up because of this message. I mean the devil. And I knew he was coming after him, but it doesn't matter. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And God is good and God is great. And see, the devil goes around telling people how wonderful he is, like some of our politicians. But you got to understand, the devil may be powerful, but God is all-powerful. The devil may be mighty, but God is almighty. And so who are you going to fear? You're going to trust God. Let us pray, and then let's just get right into part four. Father, we thank you right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you for your mercy, for your kindness, for your love, for your grace. We praise you right now. We know you have a plan. And that you're working that plan. And that plan is for our good and for our growth and for our salvation. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Now, Lord, continue to lead and guide us and teach us, even through this message. And then let us go out and share it with somebody else. Let somebody be saved. Let somebody be inspired. Let somebody be encouraged. In the name of Jesus, we thank you now for the answer and the blessing. Amen. All right, real spiritual warfare, part four. Uh, we have to understand that we are in a war. It is a spiritual war. This is not you're going to throw your dukes up and throw a soft paw or what have you and put on gloves and all that. No, 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 no. This is spiritual. I told you in the previous messages we are fighting powers. We're fighting principalities, we're fighting minions, we are fighting people who are controlled by the devil. Not only people who are controlled by the devil, but the devil will control things in this world that we have to deal with, like the television, like the internet, okay, like material things. He will control all that so that as we pass it, it will call out to us and we must be weary and leery. Of how much power is in the things of this world. Remember, a whole lot of Christians are taken down by the world, the flesh, and the devil. Do do you understand that? See, we, we must cast down lower reasoning and fleshly reasoning. We got to cast that down because that's where the devil will come at us, in our mind, in our heart. He can't get our soul. Come for the mind, come for the heart. Take away the joy. Take away the peace. Take away the comfort. Make us look like we just a a, a, a nut, a, a religious fanatic, so nobody else will believe what we believe. You know, all those wild, crazy thoughts and imaginations that we pin up in our head, you know, Uh, Men, the way we look at women, sometimes the things that run through us—you got to bring that into check, because the devil will use that to pull you into his loop. We have to be careful, huh? You, 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 (laughs) you—I'm going to say this, and I'm—I'm not sure how to say it, but men and women, men in particular, when you're looking at somebody. You can, how can I say this? You can eye mess with them. Now you put your own words in there. You ain't got to touch them. In your mind, you doing things that you shouldn't be doing. But but if it, you they can't touch your mind, so you use your mind to do that. Well, the devil says, if you can use your mind to to uh to mind screw them, so to speak, then why don't you just go all the way? See? See how he gets you? He starts you off what seems innocent. And before you know it, you're you, you out there. You already imagined it. And now the devil puts it into your mind. But can't you just taste it? Can't you just feel it? Why don't you this? Why don't you that? You see, you started it and he runs with it. So you can't play with those kinds of things. Everything against the word of God. You have to put in check. You have to put in check, huh? Don't, don't, don't go against the word of God for a woman's sake or women for a man's sake. Don't, don't do it. It's not worth it. That and I don't care if you use the yellow pill, the blue pill. It ain't worth it. Try to make it last long. It ain't worth it. Don't go against the word of God. You know. Weigh weigh, weigh what is going on in your life against the truth. That's what you got to do. Weigh what is going on in your life against the truth. Take control of your thought life. That's that's what you want to do. Bring it under subjection. I I believe that's uh, Romans uh, uh, 10. Bring it under subjection. Huh? Uh, Take control of what music you listen to. Uh, Take control of what you watch. Because all of these things can open the door to things you really don't want to come into you. You kind of want it, but you know you shouldn't. And you shouldn't, but you kind of want to. You got to be careful because the devil will take what you kind of want. And he will italicize it, make it in bold print. He will increase the font. You understand what I'm saying here? Large font, you know? He'll put it on a billboard for you if that's what'll get your attention. If you don't want it to mess with your soul, walk away. Walk away. Don't toy with things that can get you emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Don't toy with them. And I know, I know it's a discipline. I know it's a lot of work, but it must be done if you want to be safe. All of the books you browse, hmm, read, magazines, internet, evaluate all of it. Hmm. Does it help you? Or does it hurt you? is it taking you further away or closer to the lord you got to monitor that huh the scripture says take it captive arrest it huh allow your mind your body and your soul to be apprehended by christ discern what came from god And what came from the world and the flesh. You can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about real spiritual spiritual warfare. Philippians 4.8 says, think on things that are good. Think on things that are pleasant. Think on things that are pure. Think on things that are lovely. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Get all that negativity out of your mind. Get all that worldliness out of your mind, you know. And I'm not talking about a little jokey-jokey every now and then with somebody. I'm not trying to make you a prude. I'm trying to keep you safe because I know what the devil can do with a little bit of an open door. By You crack that door, he'll kick it open. You crack that window, he'll kick it open. And I'm trying to keep you safe. You know what you like and what you don't like. And how much of, of yourself are you putting out there for him to toy with so you can have a little tantalizing feeling for a moment? You, you need to be careful. You're in a war. Huh? And see, the biggest battle for most of us is in our head. It's in our thought life. It's how we think. That's the biggest battle for most of us. Huh? We, we, and we have to be careful of demonic plots and oh he's got a lot of them oh the devil can put you in situations with co-workers with neighbors with friends with relatives he can put you in situations you think like oh, in the world did i get here the devil know what you like and he set it up for you he going he gonna have a whole uh a play going here you know he, a curtain all right R- uh, 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 roll one he, you know i mean he's ready to go and you caught up in something that that, that you kind of gave your permission on, but you kind of didn't. But next thing you know, bam, you in there. And and what what do you do? What what can you do? What are you gonna do? You you caught up, and there's nothing you can do. So as I was saying, the biggest battle for the most of us is in our mind. And we have to be careful of all of the stuff that Satan puts before us to make a theater. To he's, he's very theatrical. And he will make a play, a whole movie out of us if we're not careful, if we allow him, We can block that by what we read. Be careful what we read, what we see, what we get involved in. And, and then you can block what he's trying to do because the Bible says that we're not ignorant. Of his devices. So this it's not like this is new to us. It's not like we don't know what's going on here. We, we know very well what's going on. We know what he's trying to do. Now, the sword of the spirit will keep you from being drawn off track. And it can be used as an offensive weapon. Okay. It can also be used as a defensive weapon. You can't always play defense. Sometimes you got to go on offense, okay? And Jesus used it as both. You see, you must know the word. And most people, they know church, but they really don't know God's word. And that can be a big problem. Knowing all the church cliches and all that, that's not going to do you any good. That'll just get you through a conversation. If you want to get through real spiritual warfare, you need to know the word of God. The logos is the written word. That's what you want, the logos. The rima, R-H-E-M-A, is a specific statement from God. And the rima can address every situation in your life. Yeah, yeah, we're getting technical. That's, that's, that's what we're doing. That's, we're trying to win a war, huh? Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered and said, this is Jesus talking, it is written, he's talking to the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The devil's telling him, why don't you make these stones bread? Jesus answers him with the word of God. And then look at Luke 2, 24 32. At that time, Uh, Jesus' parents also offered their sacrifice for purification, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That was the legal requirement. That day, a man named Simeon, a Jerusalem resident, was in the temple. And Simeon was a good man, very devout, filled with the Holy Spirit, and constantly, constantly expecting the Messiah to come soon. And the uh, uh, 26th verse says, For the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Christ child, God's anointed king. The Holy Spirit had impelled him to go to the temple that day. And so Mary and Joseph arrived at the same time to present the baby Jesus to the Lord in obedience to the law. And Simeon was there and he took the child in his arms and all he praised God. He knew who this child was. The Holy Spirit had moved on him. And this is what he said, uh, verse 29. He said, Lord, (laughs) Now, you can take me now. I, I can die content. For I have seen him as you promised me I would. I have seen the Savior you have given to the world. He is the light that will shine upon the nations, and he will be the glory of your people, Israel. Wow. My, my, my. And look at Hebrews 11 and 3 by faith. By believing God, we know that the world and the stars, in fact, all things were made at God's command. And that they were all made from things that cannot be seen. You better know who you're dealing with. We're talking about God Almighty. Huh? You have to hold on to the word of God. I have a friend I tell all the time, and we laugh and play with this, but it's so real. If God can open blinded eyes, this same God can unstop deaf ears. This same God can make the lame walk. Huh? And this same God can raise the dead. You telling me he can't stop you from smoking, stop you from drinking, stop you from committing fornication? Stop even doing, we're talking about the same God. Huh? You got to give credit where credit is due. And stop shortchanging God because when you shortchange God, you shortchange yourself. Has God spoken to you in your marriage, in your life, on your job, in your home, in your pain, in telling you you need to forgive somebody? Can you affirmatively say that this is what the Lord God said to you? Then you better roll with it. If you know for a fact God is talking to you and the word of God is is in line with what you've been told and you pray about it and the Holy Spirit is in line, when all three of them line up, you better move on it. In Matthew 4, 1 through 11, Jesus conquered temptation. With the word of God. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Huh? And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hungry. He was hungry. And the devil, that's when the devil comes to you when, he, when you're hungry. Huh? And he said, if you are truly the son of God, why don't you command these stones be made bread? And Jesus retorted. It is written that man should not live by bread alone. We just went over that. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And then the devil, he wasn't going to stop there. huh? He took him up to a holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the city, up on a high mountain, and said to him, If you be the son of God, why don't you cast yourself down? For it is written he shall give his angels charge over the... You see, the devil knows the word too. He was forth in charge in heaven before he was kicked out. He said, In their hand shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thy dash thy foot against a stone. And this is what Jesus said to him It is written again, O devil, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again the devil taketh him into a high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Huh? And he saith unto him in verse 9, all these things I'll give thee if you just fall down and worship me. And I got to pause there for station identification. Come on, you know I got to parenthetically throw something in here. How many of us has the devil shown some things in this world and said, if you just worship me and bow down, I'll give all this to you. And a lot of us have accepted the devil's gifts. My, my, you got to be careful taking gifts. Everything is not from the Lord, even if it looks like it's good. Beautiful apples have worms in them and all that glitters is not gold. Jesus said to him, Satan, get thee hence, get behind me for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only, thou sir. And then the Bible says in verse 11, the devil left him. He said, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm going. For now, because that's what the devil does. He ain't done. He just leaves for now. But don't you need a break every now and then? huh?" And then the Bible says, behold, angels came and ministered unto Jesus. And I'm going to tell you something. If it don't look right, Get away from it. Run from it. You know, when I was growing up, and we used to play with firecrackers, and we were told, hey, you shouldn't play with them firecrackers. But it was fun, playing with firecrackers, you know, and you put them in ant holes and all that kind of stuff, and you throw them and hear them pop. It's just, It was so much fun. And then we would throw one, and it wouldn't pop. And somebody would say, don't pick that up. It still might be lit. But you said, no, it ain't lit. And you pick it up anyway. And what happened? It pops in your hand and all the, it feel like your hand, if it's a small firecracker, it just feels like your hand is coming apart. God knows if it's a blockbuster, I've known people to actually lose their hand. You can Google it if you want to. Yeah. You 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 you, you shouldn't play with stuff that's dangerous because it might get you. You might lose your hand. Uh, and, and don't forget, the enemy is outstanding at miss. Quoting scriptures. I mean, come on. Remember Eve? Huh? He is a master of deception and getting folks twisted. You, you think we just thought of that today? Don't get it twisted? That's, that's in the Bible. Come on. Come on. Huh? He got Eve all twisted up to the point where she ate the fruit and had her husband eat the fruit. And we're suffering even to this day. Huh? She, she ruined all of mankind. Because she listened to the wrong thing. I mean, come on, a talking serpent. You don't know no better, but he told her she would have power. And she would be just as powerful as God. And she believed it. And how many of us are believing the stuff he's telling us today? Remember, we're talking about real spiritual warfare. And, I, and, I, and like I said, I, I know this takes a lot of discipline, but you, 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 if you're going to be a soldier... You gotta be disciplined. You gotta get yourself in line and get ready. Because you're in a war. This ain't no, it ain't no time in the war to get yourself together. You gotta get yourself together before the war starts. And now you're in a war. And you need to be in Sunday school. You need to be in Bible study. You need to be in church. You need to be with with, with high uh level Christians who know the Word of God, not just talking, but they walk the walk. Huh? because I'm gonna tell you something. The devil will send a relative into your life that ain't worth a dime. He'll send a coworker into your life that ain't worth a nickel. He'll send a a, 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 a neighbor. He'll, he'll send anybody who he thinks can work out his plan to beguile you, to fool you, to bamboozle you. And you cannot fall for it you got to be careful because if you don't stand for God, you'll tolerate and fall for anything. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 10 and 5. I told you about this earlier. Take it captive. Take things captive that try to come into your mind and get rid of them. Dispose of them. Huh? You don't keep garbage in your house. You take it out. Every day and once a week, the man comes and picks it up. You don't leave it out there by your house. You don't don't get maggots in it. Huh? Come on. And and how many of us have maggots in our mind, in our heart, in our soul? Yes. Yes. That's putrid. That's what the devil will do. He'll mess you up. It is imperative that you know the word because you will get repeated attacks. Just like the devil did to Jesus. And if you do to the green tree, behold, what shall he do to the dry? And listen, I'm going to tell you something. The heavier the anointing, the more deadly are the assaults. The more deadly are the attacks. When you really know the Lord, oh, he's coming after you. Because he's trying to block you from sharing the love of God with anybody else. He knows he can't take your soul. All the devils in hell can't, can't pluck can't, can't pluck you out of Jesus' hands but he can ruin your testimony. He can ruin your joy so that you can't share with anybody else. You you live what they call a defeated Christian life. And I want to tell you something. Jesus is walking with you. Jesus is talking with you. Jesus is encouraging you. Jesus is leading you and guiding you all through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want this to work for you, you have to do it God's way. Explain. God to speak to you. Expect God to show you things. Expect God to show you the plan he has for your life and to put you in the proper place to receive that plan. That's our God. That's our Father. And Father knows best. huh? This is how we do battle with the enemy. We use God's tools. Get that word in your heart and make it come alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You don't just pray for yourself, you also Pray for others. They need God's power also. They need the power of the Holy Spirit also. They need to be guided and led by the Spirit also. They need to be saved too. Don't be selfish. Uh, in Luke 18 and 1, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Too many of us today, we're just falling out. We're just throwing our hands up in despair. We say, "I need a drink. I need to find me somebody. You know, I need a cigarette. I, I I need to take another pill." No, no. You need the Word of God. You need to get with some good, strong Christians. Have a good Bible study. Sing some good songs. And let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Let the power of God minister to you. When they were up in that room, 120 of them. In the upper room, the spirit of the Lord moved on them. And the Bible said they spoke in the tongues of the people there. And 3,000 souls were saved. People said, how did they learn these languages? They was not up there babbling. They weren't doing all that. They were speaking in the different languages of the people. And the people said, where did they learn this? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. You have no idea what God can work in your life if you just get out of the way and turn off all that junk and let God speak to you. Oh my God. The the, the songwriter said, can't you hear what he's saying? God is speaking to you. You can't hear if you got all that noise on. Huh? There is power in the word. There is power in prayer. The Bible says where there's two or three gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst." Stop hanging around folk that ain't no good and hang around some folk who going where you're going. And reach out to somebody else who ain't going so you can let them know, come on, man, you're welcome too. But we ain't going to listen to this nonsense. We're not going to watch this nonsense. We're not going to get involved in this nonsense. Come on now. And can I just give you just a few elements of prayer? And then we gon' we to end this, and and I pray to God this is this is it. And just just, uh, just uh, no 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 part five. For, oh my God, can, can, let me just give you a few elements of prayer based on Ephesians six eighteen. Number one is your posture. Pray always. Now you don't have to be on your knees. You can pray in your mind. You can pray in, just like you cut somebody out in your mind, you can pray in your mind. You can pray in your heart. And, and, and when you pray, pray for yourself and pray for others. Pray for the last, the lost, the least. Pray for homeless teens. Huh? And your requests are made to God, okay? Not to people. And you need to keep that in mind. So when you hear these preachers praying and they're trying to be all eloquent, who, 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 are you praying to the people? Or are you praying to God? You're not trying to impress anybody. You're talking to the Lord about something that you feel is needed if it's in his will so that he can supply it. huh? Worship God and praise him. And what is that thing I did in one of those messages? Uh, I want you to bold print this, italicize this large font. Acts. A-C-T-S. When you pray, the A is for adoration. The C is for confession, the T is for thanksgiving, and the S is for supplication. Use that method. Acknowledge who God is and who he is in your life. Come on now. Some of you got boyfriends and you think he's all that. Some of you got girlfriends and you think she's all that. Are they all that or is God all that? You can't put your boyfriend before God. You can't put your girlfriend before God. You can't put your child before God. You can't put your husband or your wife before God or your job before God or your car or your house. This is why a lot of us are losing this war. Acknowledge God's word and his power. And I'm gonna tell you something. If you start it, God will finish. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And and, and I, I'm not going to stop until the day of the rapture, to the day of perfection. And I'm going to tell you something. You look at the word of God, and you look in the lives of, of, of good, solid Christians, God has good credit. He has outstanding credit. When he says it, it's going to happen. Look at the Bible. Look at the Bible. Look at the word of God. Huh? thank him, thank God ahead of time because you already know it's going to be so. I'm not talking about foolishness that these ministers on television talking about claiming a house and claiming a car and claiming good health. I'm talking about things that are in the will of God for your life. The word of God will speak to you. His Holy Spirit will speak to you. When you pray, you'll know because all those things will line up and you thank God ahead of time and say, Lord, let your will be done. Let my will be your will and let it be so. And number two, petition. Be in prayer supplication. The Bible says, cast all your care on him. Stop thinking about your situation. A lot of you going through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I, I understand that. I'm asking you to give it to God. Jesus said, give it to me. I'll bear it. Give it to me. I'll share it. If there's a need in your life, just give it to me. When you go to the mailbox, you drop your mail in, you walk away. You don't stand there and wait and, I wonder if the mailman's going to come. I wonder when he's coming. No, you drop it and you walk away. And you trust that he's going to get that mail he's going to mail it. Depending on where it is, how far it's going, it's going to get there. And you got to do God the same way. You got to pray. And dwell on God and not on your problems. Dwelling on your situation and problems does not help you. In fact, it stresses you out. Philippians 4.8, no matter what you're going through, he's still God. And I like to say this, Philippians 4.8, think on things that are good, think on things that are present. think on things that are all of that uh, in Philippians 4.8. Think on things that are pure. Think on things that are lovely. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Remember, God is going to be God no matter what you're going through. You lose a loved one, he's still God. He's still there to assist you. You lose a job, he's still there to assist you. He may get you a better job. Huh? You lose a friend, God is still there. Stop thinking God is gone because you're going through something. That's the devil. huh? And then number three, power. Pray in the spirit. I don't mean be a babbling idiot. No, 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 That's nonsense. Allow the spirit to pray for you and through you. And God will teach you what to pray for and how to pray. It's not the volume. It's not babbling a bunch of stuff. It's knowing the word of God and saying, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart, speak to my mind, speak to my soul. And God will have you uttering what you really need. As opposed to what the world and the flesh and the devil is telling you. Romans 8, 26, 27 says, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us. Through wordless groans. Have you been hurting so bad sometimes you can't even pray? The Holy Spirit will speak to your heart, to your mind, and to your soul. And he who searches, it's verse 27, our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit. Because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Are we helping somebody today? Stop it with the pre-programmed prayers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stop it with the vain repetitions trying to impress the people who are listening to you. They can't do nothing for you. Huh? Matthew 6, 7, and 8. Don't recite the same prayer over and over as the heathen do who think prayers are answered only by repeating them again and again. Huh? That's Matthew 6, 7, and 8. Go read it. Remember... Your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. He just wants you to acknowledge it through the praying. And then number four, prudence. Be watchful, be wise. Do not become complacent. Don't take things as routine. When I was a cop, They said never do a routine traffic stop. What does that mean? That means you think you're stopping somebody for a red light, so you grab your sight book, and you walk up there with your sight book in your hand, thinking you're just going to give him a ticket. Unbeknownst to you, the reason that he ran the red light was because he just got through robbing the bank and he thinks you're coming after him because he's robbing the bank and he's got a gun in his lap and there you are with the sight book in your gun hand, which you're never supposed to have anything in your gun hand. You're not supposed to have anything when you walk up to somebody's car. Huh? Don't take your life for granted. Don't take your spirituality for granted. Don't take God for granted. Don't take the devil for granted. Huh? Huh? Don't get to a place where you just don't care about how you live. Oh, my God, the devil will take you there. He'll tell you, aren't you tired of going through all that mess? Just go get you some, whatever some is, you know, whether it's drugs, whether it's something immoral, whether it's alcohol. You know, he'll just he'll just he always tries to give you what's going to make your flesh feel better. That's how you get to know who he is. He's always about making your flesh feel better. If your spirit is going to feel better, Satan ain't for it. He's going to block it. He's going to do his best to block it. That's how you can weigh it out. Is it going to bless my spirit or is it going to bless my flesh? And you, Yeah, yeah, do that. There's your weight right there. There's your balance beam right there. Huh? Uh, 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 don't get to that place where you just don't care how you live Or or your relationship with God. That's where the devil will try to take you. Don't go there. Always know and believe. God has the ability to fix your issue. No matter what it is. Don't stop praying. Don't give up. Look to God with anticipation. And be watchful. And I'm going to say this as we, as we try to bring this around. When I was a child, my mother was disturbed mentally. And I prayed and prayed and prayed to said, God, please help her. Please help her. And years and years and years and years passed. Eventually, I became a... We tried our best to get her help. It just wasn't happening. Eventually, I became a policeman and was able to do what they call 5150, my own mother. And get her some help. 5150 is when you are so messed up that you're a danger to yourself, a danger to others, and, and, and they're able to put you in an institution because of that, and at least for 72 hours, and medicate you. And that's where she was able to get help from. When I actually became a police. It took all those years. But God worked it out. Sometimes you just gotta wait on God. And sometimes it might take a while. But God has a plan. God always, has a plan. Oh, did the devil discourage me. Oh, did he try to say, see, see, look at your mom. See, look at her walking around looking like an old bag lady. See, see, look at her pushing that car. See, 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 and, and all kind of stuff. And he just put all kinds of But I said, no, 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 no. God's going to help. God's going to help. God. He said, well, it's been all this time. If God's going to help, wouldn't he have helped by now? Oh, if I told you some of the things that we went through in my family. Oh, my God. It, it was absolutely horrible. But God's grace was with us. God kept us. Oh, my God. I'd like to testify right now, but I don't want to take too much time. And then lastly, fifth, the models of your prayers. Listen, keep your prayers fresh. Keep your relationship with God fresh. Do not let your relationship with God become stale. That's the last thing you want to do Is a lot. You ain't reading the Bible. You're not going to church. You're not going to Bible study. You're not hanging around good, solid Christians. And in fact, you're slipping and sliding what they call backsliding. Your your boat has, you were on the shore taking a nap in in a boat, and before you knew it, the waves came and took that boat out to sea. And when you woke up, you done drifted out, and just so happened the oars are on the sand on the seashore and here you are out there in this boat in the middle of the water and don't even have an oar. That's what the devil will do to you if you let your life become stale. So we have talked about spiritual warfare and I had to slow it down so you could grasp it because I want you to grab a hold to this and run with it. This is how you beat the devil. One uh, part one, part two, part three, and part four. If you haven't heard the other parts, then you need to get them because I'm not going to repeat them. God bless you. And come on, choir. Get, come on, get ready to come and bless us. This is how you beat the devil. And I'm going to tell you something. If you just learn how to thank the Lord for all of his blessings, God will open up your eyes, he'll open up your heart, he open up your soul, and you'll be able to get past all all of the issues that are in your life. I'm not saying all those issues are going to be removed. They may never be removed. But you'll be able to get on top of those issues. By God's grace. Come on, come on choir. You'll be able to get on top. Through just realizing. That even through this. God will bless me. Even through this. God will encourage me. Even through this. God will show me the way. And how I can get over this. And through this. God bless you. I have nothing But they are so old. In my heart I'm rejoicing Yes, yes, yes Though the world may not see Yes, yes, yes Thank you, Lord Yes, Lord, yes, Lord For your blessings on Yes, thank you, Jesus a roof, hmm. up above Yes, yes, yes. I have a good place to sleep. Hmm. there's food on my table and shoes on my Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. yes, yes. yes. Father, we thank you for this message. Took a lot out of me, but thank you for your strength that you gave me to preach it. Four parts. Let somebody be blessed. Let somebody be encouraged. Let somebody be uplifted. Let somebody be saved. Bless this word, Lord, that everybody that hears it passes it on to somebody else, that they too, can receive a blessing. They can thank you for your word. They can thank you for your goodness. They can thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. And even through their problems, even through their trials, they can know that trusting you is going to be all right. This is our prayer, Father. We thank you for the answer and the blessing. In Jesus' name. This is Faith Word Finding Ministries Weekly Encouragements by Namware. God bless you. Won't you tell a friend?